This is the way. circling back all the way back to our very first episode when we were just little wee baby mod uh, podcasters and we covered the first two episodes of the disney plus series the mandalorian the mandalorian Uh, Mandalorian. we covered episode one sorry chapter one the mandalorian and chapter two the child and uh dad do you do you like what are your thoughts overall on the show in general in the overall, year since it's come out. Overall, it's awesome from start to finish, beginning to right, end. The right whole, at the microphone. The whole thing is really cool. And uh, <laughs> I guess we're done here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. It's yeah. awesome. You know, yeah. it's 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 um, uh, an offshoot from Star Wars. Yep. But they keep coming up with believable characters. Well, um, and the droids are in there, different droids. And it's... It's not the same old rehashed stuff um, that, not that Star Wars is rehashed, but it's not the same. <clears throat> it's at a different time. Was it earlier than Star Wars? Uh, so it takes place about six years after the end of Return of the Jedi. Okay. So therefore, it's about 24, 25-ish years be- before The Force Awakens. So w- one of my arguments for how to make a good Star Wars is you have to pick something else and then make it Star Wars. So Star Wars in general, the original, was literally just The Hidden Fortress from 1958, directed by Akira Kurosawa, but with robots and lasers and stuff. Okay. And, like, uh, uh, Rogue One was um, uh, uh, basic... What, what's the... Uh, it's it's like a World War II movie with Clint Eastwood where they're trying to take over a uh, a German pillbox or something like that, but Star Wars. Okay. And The Mandalorian is Western, but Star Wars. So they take the idea of it being like this wild Western time between the proper formation of the New Republic and okay. the dis- downfall of the Empire. Yes. And you're taking that, and it's literally just like the Wild West, but in space. So okay. you get all this opportunity to do crazy stuff like, um, let's see, I figured we'd go through episode by episode, uh, because we didn't really cover those properly, obviously, because they hadn't come out right. when we recorded our first episode. So the first episode that we uh, would cover would be Chapter 3, The Sin, Directed by Deborah Chow, the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars thing, which is pretty cool. But hmm. that's the episode where the Mandalorian delivers the child back to oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Imperials, yeah. <laughs> gets the armor upgrade, and yep. then has a change of conscience. And yes, goes back and rescues the child. Which was yes, yeah. I you like the whistling birds? I know that the much. whistling birds, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get those for myself. Um, the armor was really cool. Yeah, how she, how she made that armor, and um, 
Um, the change of conscience. I mean, that was like he's not supposed to do that because he's a Mandalorian and right. he's he's sworn to the to the creed of the Mandalorian and and also the uh, the code of the bounty hunters. The code code. of the yeah, yeah, and and yet he changes his mind. But yeah. I don't. Th- <clears throat> he's not like really a. Well, as his character develops, he's not like really a a, a plain black and white, cold hearted right. uh, killer guy. He's got some parts to him. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah, like so parts, emotional parts. Even the um, even the uh, the blacksmith Mandalorian even says, uh, "When you're the Mandalorian, you are both hunter and prey." Right. So they okay. literally operate in that gray space okay. in between. Um, this is okay. I should probably Google this so I get their name right. Okay, so the uh, the Beskar uh, the the medal is delivered to the Mandalorian in this kind of like uh, conical case right. thing. And <laughs> this is so dumb. And I love this so much. And it shows the depth of nerdiness between uh, Dave Filoni, one of the creators of the show, and John Favreau, the, uh, the executive producer, one of the other creators. So that container is actually lifted from The Empire Strikes Back during the, uh, uh, the end of the movie where Cloud City is being evacuated. A guy in an orange jumpsuit with this container thing under his arm runs by in the background. And that thing that looks like a Star Wars prop is literally just an ice cream maker. (laughs) And both the blessing and the curse of Star Wars has been every single background extra has been given a name and in-depth history. And that works out for good and for ill sometimes. But this character in... Empire Strikes Back is now named Wilrow Hood, and uh, they specifically say that he's got the, you know, he's also called the ice cream guy, the ice cream maker guy, ice cream man, etc. So they decided to actually turn that into a legitimate carrying case for valuables in the Mandalorian. So does the guy in Empire have a, a buttload of Beskar? Who knows? Uh, but I, I absolutely love that weird attention to detail yeah Yeah, it was a weird thing you know like uh, the container i mean it looks almost like it's a nuclear uh waste container or something that and you you twist the top and then it pops open on the side and then you think that well this metal this best car is like dangerous or something but Mm -hmm. you know they handle it it's normal it's not dangerous no they Uh, just they (laughs) they openly carry uh um uh, uh what do you call them uh not shards sheets ingots Ingots. that's the word right um but apparently it's just a very rare metal that originated from mandalore so okay uh and (laughs) uh and then of course the mandalorians all come out of hiding and and uh rescue the mandalorian as he's on his way out with with the child uh in Chap- their in their little jetpack things. <laughs> oh, the jet I might layer in uh, MC Chris's Fets vet uh, for this episode. We'll find out. But uh, Chapter Four, the Sanctuary, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, we didn't rewatch that for this time around. That was that was on the planet where they were uh, with with the blue shrimp and with the blue oh, shrimp yeah, and yeah, the farmers. I did yeah. I did watch that, and I <clears throat> I feel like that one was the most 
Western of the series where this guy comes rolling into town, ends up being hired to protect the townsfolk. Yep. It's a very, very loose uh, Magnificent Seven, but it's yep. you know, the Magnificent Two yep. with uh, Cara Dune, the, uh, the former rebellion uh, drop shock trooper. Uh, let's see. Who, unfortunately, that actress has recently outed herself as an absolute bigot against trans people. So that's fun and delightful. <clears throat> that's great. Hooray. Well... Her character was good. Well, the character is great. Very yeah, good. yeah, she's and uh, I like the little attention to detail with the little rebellion uh, uh, logo tattooed underneath her eye. I'm like, cool. oh, if I'm ever gonna get a facial tattoo, that's gonna that's be gonna it. be it. Yeah, yeah, I've already got that exact design tattooed over my heart. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, she, <clears throat> she was good. I mean, really uh, uh, strong, uh, aggressive, uh, capable, confident. Um, she wasn't a girly, a girly girl. No, uh, no offense, the, uh, no offense to you, girly girls. <laughs> the actress is actually a wrestler in real right, life. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so she was, uh, she was uh, rough and tumble and mm-hmm. ready, ready for anything they could dish out. <clears throat> she made, she made money by having bar fights <laughs> and winning. The best way to make money, yeah, really, winning bar uh, fights. Um, Let's see. Chapter five, the gunslinger. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. Back to the sanctuary. Was it the four? Uh, the sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. Um, he showed a lot of emotion in that towards the woman at the settlement. Yeah. She gave she gave him lodging, a room, and stuff, and yeah. she had a daughter. That that uh, character. There was has no a husband of, or father yeah. around. That <clears throat> character has a lot of unexplained backstory. Where did she learn how to shoot the gun? Where yeah. did she, you know? Right. I love that kind of stuff yeah. in Star Wars. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite things in Star Wars in general. They just just give you enough explanation. Like um in the original, Obi-Wan's explanation of the force. It's, like, it's an energy source that surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. And you don't need any more explanation than that. Okay. You get to the prequels and it's like, yes, it's a it's a it's a blood disease that lives in your in your cells and it gives you the power to move rocks. I'm like, no, I don't I I don't need that. I thanks, but no, no, no. The force is not a blood disease. Damn it. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, the uh, <laughs> the the woman at the settlement gave him lodging and then gave him food and and made sure that he was okay and stuff. Omera and, is her and they, character name. Yeah. Uh, you could see where they could have had if he was going to stay on that planet. They could have had a relationship. Yep. He could have stayed there with the the baby uh, and. Um, live forever and ever. It turns out that um, well, the, the bounty is still being hunted. Yeah, the yeah. bounty hunters were going to catch up to him, so he couldn't yeah. stay there. Um, but uh, he he hesitated when he had an opportunity to stay or go, mm-hmm. and there was a lengthy pause. Yeah, where where uh, Omera is about to remove his helmet and he yes. stops her. So yes. yeah. Uh, okay, so chapter five, the Gunslinger, directed by Dave Filoni. Um, takes place on Tatooine, where he has to get the ship fixed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I, like, I, this episode contains, like, a bunch of weird stuff. So, first off, uh, the character, uh, Paley, if I'm remembering, yeah, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, the mechanic is 
acted by Amy Sedaris, a famous comedian, which I absolutely okay. loved. I was like, cool. wait, she just showed up in Star Wars? Okay. And she's got a bunch of um, pit droids from uh, the episode one pod racing sequence. Okay. Which was probably by default the best sequence of that movie. I like that weird little reference. Uh, you get another taste of the Mandalorian hating droids. Yes. Uh, and he gets into a job with a, another guy, Toro Calican, uh, hunting down uh, another mercenary, uh, Fennec Shand, who is played by Ming-Na Wen, who you'd know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she plays Melinda May. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is actually her, like, uh, hat trick, really, because she, she's a Disney princess. She voices Mulan. She's... In the Marvel Universe as Melinda May, and now she's in Star Wars as yeah. a bounty hunter. So that's like this yeah. weird nerd trifecta. Nice. Yeah, nice. really yeah. good. Uh, uh, a hat trick 20-odd years in the making, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, was it? Was this the episode where the, the Jawas stripped his ship? No, that was episode two. Okay. That was episode two, which we had already covered oh, okay. last year. But okay. that was a good episode. I'm not. Him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do see Jawas all over this. Yeah, they're always around. Like. Yeah, yeah. And they and 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 uh, we put the um, subtitles on when we're watching uh, mm -hmm. to make sure we don't miss any weird accents or yeah. aliens. And it always says Jawas conversing or Jawas talking. Well, it it it's literally like, says Jawas speaking in Jawa. Yeah, and, and they're just <laughs> going. You know, like yeah, they're yeah. They're not. Who knows what the hell? It's it is. literally like you took a dictionary and jammed it into a blender. Yeah, uh, and then removed every. Fifth yeah, there's vowel. no language there. Yeah. It's just noises. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, uh, so one of the uh, talking points for this episode that ties into season two is that at the end of the episode, a mysterious figure approaches the body of Fennec Shand. Uh, Shand. Shand. Yeah, there's no R. And uh, the rumor going around is that quote-unquote mysterious figure. Oh. Our DoorDash has arrived. Yeah, we eat. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the theory is that the mysterious figure is Boba Fett, uh, uh, the original quote-unquote Mandalorian from uh, okay. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. So it has been rumored that a guy is going to be playing... Uh, Boba Fett in se uh, season two, and I'm really not sure how they're going to play with that because Boba Fett, if you follow the lore of episode two, he's a clone of Jango Fett, who was a uh, played by a uh, Maori uh, actor. Can't remember the dude's name now, but I'm like, what? They hired a white dude to play a Maori. Uh, 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 a South Pacific Islander guy? What's yeah, going on with that? But he's got all the clothes, the right, helmet but stuff. Yeah, but like, theoretically, everybody in the universe knows what his face looks like because he is a clone of Boba Fett. And how will that play into the mythology of the Mandalorians that they've built in this show? Wait, Boba Fett is a clone of... Jango Fett. Jango Fett, okay. And it's not entirely clear if Jango Fett was a proper Mandalorian to begin with. Mm. So it's going to be interesting mm. to see how they play with that, mm. because George Lucas played incredibly fast and loose with his own creations and didn't <coughs> seem to care. And these guys, uh, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favaro, care 
a lot. So it's going to be curious. Okay, well, side note. Side note. Uh, when Harrison was a little kid, yeah. uh, we went to a local comic we shop did. opening uh, where Boba Fett, the actor of... Let me pull up his name. Boba yeah. Fett uh, was making an appearance, and I took Harry and one of your friends. Uh, Jeremy Bullock, I believe it was a, a friend of mine, Mike. I'm not going to rat out his last name okay. on the podcast, but <clears throat> okay. I'm pretty sure it was the two of us. So I took the- we met Jeremy Bullock at a local uh, action figure store opening, Yes, and he signed my uh, Star Wars Insider magazine okay. that featured a interview with him. Okay, uh, so that's how, <laughs> like, like we're we're all up and tight with the uh, with Boba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I I googled Boba Fett actor real quick. So it lists Daniel Logan, the guy who voiced him in the Clone Wars. Uh, Don Franks, the guy who voiced him in the original appearance of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Jeremy Bullock, who we met, very nice guy, and Brecken Meyer, who voiced. Boba Fett in the animated parody series Robot Chicken. So he's officially an actor uh, for that now. But yes. Uh, Okay, so chapter six, The Prisoner. That is the um, prison escape episode. Uh, I don't know how much you remember from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're they're trying to rescue a dude uh, from a, a New Republic prison ship. And all of the people in on the job end up turning on the Mandalorian and trying to trap him in the prison ship and it kind of spirals out from there. No, weird. Yeah, yeah, you don't nah, remember that one at all. I'm all in right. trouble, but move on with it. Fair enough. Um, that one really doesn't factor in too much to the rest of the series. Uh, but let's see. Da, 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 da. If I'm right in remembering. Yeah, uh, so the droid in that episode named Q90 is voiced by Richard Ioade. Ioade. I can never pronounce that correctly, but you'd know him uh, from uh, the IT crowd. Have you tried Tanning it off in a one again? Oh my god. That amazing 90 degree angle in yes. his afro. His hair, yeah, yes. yeah. So he's in Star Wars 2 now. Awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and then finally, episodes 7 and 8 The Reckoning and Redemption, directed by Deborah Chow and Taika YTT, uh, the voice of IG 11, respectively. We watched those together uh, last night. What, it's. It's the series, it's the season finale. They get the call saying that they're going to betray the, uh, the, uh, the Imperial Warlord, and then it all goes sour yes. on him. What yes. did you think of that? Um, <clears throat> great, uh, sad part that, uh, the little Quill. guy. We- Quill. Quill, yeah. The, uh, the Ugnaught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Voiced by, um, son of a gun. What is that guy's Nick, Nick, no- Nick, Nick, Nick Nolte. Yes. I have spoken. Oh my God. Um. Sadly, yeah. he gets killed. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, but uh, and uh, m- I think the most valuable player, my favorite, was the uh, droid, the IG eleven. IG eleven. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> okay. IG eleven turned out to really uh, you, win the day. You said during the episode, "I want one of those." Yeah. Just to help around the house. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, like uh, take out the trash and mow the lawn <laughs> and stuff. You know, and you know they don't give you any stuff and they just go do it. 
So yeah. you're you're more into IG eleven than say C three PO from the original Star Wars run. Well, you know you got to move with the times. Come on, <laughs> I'm C three PO. IG eleven does have a lot more practical application because yeah. he's got like the built in plasma cutter. Uh, yeah, he's uh, all got, sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, C three PO was just what they called a protocol droid. Or protocol something. droid. Yeah, yeah. He's basically a fancy butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, R two D two is everybody's favorite. Oh. I hope. Oh, R two D two is everybody's best yeah. friend. Yeah, but this droid was was awesome, <laughs> really really cool. Uh, so we get the reveal of the oh uh, yes ooh, yeah the true villain of the series Moff Gideon. Yes, uh, let me double check so looks who like, he's uh, played by. Looks like Cab Calloway. Uh, he is played by. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Giancarlo Esposito. He shows up as like the villain in a whole bunch of stuff. He's okay. in Breaking Bad. He voice. I swear to God, That's he shows up in Community at some point. But okay. yeah, he's an incredible actor, and yeah. he just shows up and he talks so matter of fact yeah. about how yeah, he's, he's good, going to win. He's good. He's a good bad guy. Very very <clears throat> threatening. And at the very tail end, spoilers. You've had a year to watch this show. Why are you listening to this episode if you've? not watched it uh at the very tail end of the final episode it's revealed that he has the dark saber which is a uh a lightsaber that is tied in with the culture of mandalore it is uh yeah so if you've watched the clone wars or read any of the books which i know you haven't um you see that like black bladed lightsaber yes. with the white edging <clears throat> yes that- it looked like it looked like it was a sword that was lit up but it was a lightsaber yeah very interesting because it was different yeah absolutely let me see if i can find information about the dark saber the dark saber is a unique lightsaber that has a distinct black blade with white halo introduced in star wars the clone wars in 2008 and subsequently clearing and appearing in star wars rebels it is described as an ancient lightsaber created by the first mandalorian to become a jedi and later serves as a symbol of mandalorian authority mm. so considering that uh, moff gideon seems to have taken personal hand in raiding and exterminating a lot of the Mandalorians to begin with. Right. It seems he is going to be very tied into the series as a whole. Yeah. Which is exciting to see. Yes. Uh, did you have... So that's Well, wait, wait, wait. So, we, whoop, we whoop. also get our first glimpse of the Mandalorian's actual face. Yes, which... I really appreciate how it's not used as, like, a money shot or it's not used to make him look good. He is battered to hell, bleeding from multiple places. Yep. He doesn't really get to say anything cool no. while the helmet's off. No, he doesn't. Uh, he, like... he just responds to a snide joke to IG-11. Right. <laughs> and IG-11 took the helmet off because no living thing yeah. can living see his thing. face. Yeah. And IG-11 is not a living thing. And, so with, yeah. and IG-11 had a... Some kind of a plasma something or other. It's a Bacta spray. Bacta. So Bacta is the kind of magical cure-all uh, stuff that they use in Star Wars to basically... Yeah. It's basically a universal band-aid that yeah. you can slap yeah. on Let's any cure movie. this guy, Spurt. Well, well, if you remember... <laughs> if you remember in Empire Strikes Back, after Luke gets attacked by the Wampa, they literally just have him in that big water tube. Okay. And that's literally a Bacta tank. Okay. So apparently technology has increased in the eight or so years since Empire Strikes Back because now you just have it as a spray instead of having to 
take a whole bath in right. it. So right, but they still have toggle switches. Well, yeah, they still have. To. Well, I was saying as we were watching it last night. That's something I always appreciate about Star Wars. It's so far advanced in technology, but they're basing it off of technology from 1977. Okay. So nobody has cell phones. There's no internet. It's all individual walkie-talkies right. that can easily be hacked and traced and stuff like that. Um, it's the it's, toggle. Well, you know the toggle switches are cool because. <laughs> I mean, if they just had touch screens or something, you know, right? That's that, you know, so yeah, you touch the screen, but this to actually see and hear the click and watch the flip of the toggle <laughs> switch has adds to the drama. So they were building, rebuilding, I should say, the Millennium Falcon for the Force Awakens and the new trilogy and all that, and they asked um, Harrison Ford if there was anything specific, like a detail that they wanted that he wanted them to include and he said the switches in order to cut uh, a budget for the falcon in building the original they couldn't afford the springs behind certain toggles so you would flip up a toggle and then over time it would slowly, slowly slide back. back down yeah but you're so not going to notice that well, but still <clears throat> But click, you know, click, click, flip, you flip, sit flip, in it flip, eight flip. hours a day filming a movie. You're going to notice it. Uh, uh, yeah, the actor is, but yeah. not, but not the. Uh, but uh, I always thought that was amusing. So, so finally, come the Force Awakens, you have fully functional toggles and switches. He should just have them like uh, click them down. You would th- well, then they would have to be up for him to do that, right. and if they are sinking down over time, so. Um, Yeah, so anything you're hoping for from season two, which drops, uh, starts on October 30th? Okay, well, he's, as a Mandalorian, he is, uh, acts as the father for Mm -hmm. the child until the child becomes of age. Right. Or the child is reunited with his own kind. Right. Which Mandalorian has to search the galaxies to find Mm -hmm. out where that is. Uh, And so now, of course, we're going to see further adventures of Mandalorian and the child yep. cruising through <laughs> space, uh, getting in all kinds of funky uh, act- searching uh, for uh, wizards <laughs> uh, uh, action and stuff. You know, so that's going to be exciting. Oh man, I'm so excited for that. Um, any parting thoughts on the Mandalorian before we explain what we're doing for the next month? <clears throat> awesome, great show. Uh, like I said originally, it, uh, it's it's from Star Wars, but it's all like new stuff. It's not rehashed yeah. Star Wars. It's, like, uh, okay, stormtroopers, oh, shoot them. Okay, uh, you know, Luke, do this. Okay, Han, do this. Okay, Chewbacca, do that. You know, so <clears throat> it's just right. new, completely different direction. Um, there's no. The guy, wait, the guy that was like the bounty hunter head in the uh, bar. Grief Carga. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Now, he's, was he uh, in other. That's Carl Weathers, the actor. Was he in other. Other ones? Other Star Wars? Nope. No? This is okay. the only Star Wars he's in okay. so far. And if I'm remembering correctly, he's best known as the guy from the Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Predator, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Predator, okay. uh, by saying, I ain't got time to bleed. Okay. okay. So it's, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover The Predator eventually so on new, this show. So new characters, yep. new new actors, um, cool story. Yeah, yeah. Cool story. All right. So next month is October, and we've had this plotted out for a little while. There are five Fridays in October, which means we have five episodes to do. And I I talked to you about this uh, uh, a little while back, so we are going to be covering, for four of those five episodes, 
uh, my personal favorite horror director, John Carpenter. And okay. Dad, I don't think you Means have any idea. Me. Yeah. He, you, so next week, we are going to be covering the seminal John Carpenter horror classic, The Thing, which I'm real excited to watch Wait, with you. When was it? When did that come out? So the original, uh, let me, uh, let me, the original came out in like the 50s. Yeah. So there, uh, that's where the mythology of The Thing gets a little complicated because The Thing. Original 1951 was the original John Carpenter was 1982 and then another version of it came out in 2017 and nobody's really sure if they're direct sequels to one another prequels to one another but uh, the John Carpenter version is kind of the definitive version of it it is also like the pinnacle of practical special effects and that's the one we're watching that's the one we're watching okay uh so next week we're going to be covering uh john carpenter's the thing do you want to talk about the rest of the movies we're going to be watching for october now just rattle them just run them down so the episode dropping on october 2nd wait no let's not let's not tell anybody okay uh just kidding go ahead and rattle them off go ahead and rattle them off no wait 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 (laughs) go ahead okay so the episode dropping on the 9th will be another John Carpenter classic, uh, uh, They Live, which is a... Thing, thing 2. Thing 2. Thing uh, 1, they live, Thing 2. Uh, which is very uh, prescient to modern day times about brainwashing and uh, 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 um, uh, subliminal messaging and okay. stuff like that. Don't know uh, that one at all. Yep. Uh, the next week on the 16th, we are going to be covering my favorite of the John Carpenter movies, Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know it. That's more of a comedy than a horror, but just run with it. It's got enough horror elements in it. Okay. uh, And I think you'll really get a kick out of it. And then finally, on the 23rd, uh, we are going to be rejoined by everybody's best friend, Rob Queso, who who joined us way back on the uh, 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 Total Recall episode for covering John Carpenter's Halloween, the 1978 classic on Mike Myers. And then... We will explain it when we get closer to it, but October 30th, uh, that final Friday in October, uh, we are going to be covering something different, but very, very special to me, and the only hint I'm going to give on air is Grover's Mill, New Jersey, and that is already too much of a hint if anybody just Googles that absentmindedly, oh, and they'll already, know what we're... They'll, they've already forgotten they'll, it. They'll, yeah, they'll have already yeah, they don't know what they're doing. All, all right, all so that's something. really that, Dad, if you want to take us out. Okay. Okay. Uh, country's in flames. Ooh. Sorry about that. I, 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 you feel, you feel so, um, impotent. So, like, what can we do? What can we do? Make sure you get your ass out and vote and the rest of your body too. Um, and, uh, do something important with your life. Uh, and hang in there. Better days are coming. Keep your biscuit hole shut. That's a good one. I like that. All right. If you could lean in there and give me a mic check so I can check out your levels, that would be cool.
Mic check for my levels. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Oh. Hmm. All right. Uh, so <laughs> if, <laughs> uh, uh, if we could start off with uh, both of us at the same time saying, this is the way. So I'm going to count us off three, two, one. Is that what one. they say? This is the yeah. way or it is the way? This is the way. This is the way. All right. So we're going to do this twice for safety. So three, two, one. This, this is, is the, the way. way. Good. And then three, two, one. 